The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Thanks for joining me on this Friday afternoon. It's uh, a bit of a late start to the afternoon news, but you know why. You've been hearing it if you've been listening to uh, Oilers Now. Uh, Milan Lucic has been uh, traded to the Calgary Flames. Uh, Reed Wilkins joining me in studio this afternoon. We'll talk a couple of minutes about this before we head into some of the other stories that we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, there had been talk, uh, Reed, and some speculation for quite some time now that, that he wanted out, that this was going to happen and it was only a matter of time and and now here we are well yeah and this is this is all very interesting and uh i've just uh been told that it's very possible this will not be made official today by either team okay. either so we could be we could be talking about something that uh has been reported and and obviously enough people are and extensively are people, reported and people that that uh you know we we trust in the uh in the hockey world mm-hmm. but that they're it, it's it's very possible that neither team may formally confirm this today but obviously there's enough out there and there's been some speculation about this for a while that uh you know i think we will get the official word so we know that uh lucic what he was signed what back in uh, 2016 he's it was been that, here three years yeah yep. that seven year deal worth about six million annually had a not bad season in 2016 2017 not so great since then he had a really good season in 16 17 yeah he had 23 goals and 50 points and what's interesting is in 17 he had nine goals in his first 36 games. Yeah. So on pace for another 20-goal mm-hmm. season and then one goal the rest of the way. Yeah. And then last year scored early in the year, had four goals in six games in January, and then just got one more. So that's him. Tell us about James Neal. James Neal for... Uh, has been one of the most consistent goal scorers in the NHL over the last decade Mm. until last season. Okay. When he completely dropped off the map for the Calgary Flames, played 63 games, scored seven times. He had seven goals, 19 points last year. Lucic had six goals, 20 points. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, Neil played uh, 16 fewer games, but he uh, he had never, since uh, going back to 08-09, with the Dallas Stars, he had never had a season below 21 goals. You, you could book him for 20 every year, including he had 41 a year with the Penguins in 11-12. So when Calgary signed him, yeah. already a pretty good team, that's what's interesting about the Flames. They were picked by a lot of people to do very well, and and they did. I mean, the playoffs aside, they were second overall. They got to 50 wins. But he wasn't a factor. It was thought he might be the guy that was going to put them over the top, and instead there were some some other combinations that that led to him having a, having a really good season. So both are thirty one years of age. Neil will be thirty two by the time the season starts. Okay, by yeah. the time the season starts. And so my my question is that you know when people look at it, who who wins the trade on this one? Is well, is is Neil going to you know? Is there an up? tick in his play and performance on the horizon. I think there's a better chance Neil bounces back offensively than Lucic simply because of uh, like I mentioned that long stretch of consistency Mm -hmm. and and even you know Lucic's best year was uh, was 30 goals but you know he had some years below 20 so he didn't score quite the rate Neil did and I, I think with the way Neil shoots the puck probably a better chance he bounces back i still think this is a question mark hovering over this player uh how is, is he going to be able to bounce back you know can he 
you know, get back to form and and can he play with the the tempo that's needed and find a way to fit in there? Uh, is, is, this has, a, is this a case of both players needing a change of scenery? Yes. But Neil's had this before. I mean, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Nashville, Vegas, Colorado. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is going to be his third team. <laughs> this is, well, it's going to be his fourth team in four years because he played his last year with Nashville, went to Vegas, uh, went to the Cup Final, obviously, went to Calgary, and now to Edmonton. And, and you hear some things about, you know, some of those players wind up with that tag where, well, uh, maybe yeah. he's a bit of a different guy and, and maybe, yeah. maybe he doesn't always mesh with his teammates. So that's that's always something I think you you, you worry about a little a, yeah. a little bit. Um, but sure, I, I mean, Luch, obviously, it was weighing on him here. Mm-hmm. You, you could tell. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Neil, you know, how do you not realize or hear it? Well, gee, if only. If we're look at this team we had, if, oh, if only he would have done this. Yeah. I mean, he did okay. that. They lost to Colorado in the first round. He didn't score a goal. This is funny. I love uh, Brian in YYC. says, Jalen, according to Wikipedia, it's happened. <laughs> they they show Lucic as a member of the Calgary Flames as of today. Well, yes. I know. And I'm, so, all I'm saying to people is... Yes, and we saw this earlier. All I'm, What we're saying every, is that the teams haven't confirmed yes, it Yes, and yet. every once in a while... Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I trust... You know, yes, there's, a, there's a lot out there every <laughs> once in a while. Rarely, but it does happen all of a sudden. Some, but all, all I was saying is... Yeah. We may not get that official notice from the Flames and Oilers t- today. Oh, it may right. not actually, and so because of that, no one from the organizations are going to speak to it today. Okay. Even if we know it's happening. Just quickly, Richard uh, called in, wants to say something on this one. Hey, Richard, what's on your mind? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, yeah have- well, he'll go to Calgary and then keep doing this until he gets to a snow-free market. The bottom line is uh, the pink elephant that no one wants to address. His players, they don't want to be here. The, the high caliber ones they don't want to be in Edmonton they did an anonymous poll about what six seven years ago mm. with the players and Edmonton was the second least favorite market I can't remember what the first one was but they don't want to be here and you you, you know you can blame management coaches as much as you want but these players now they're they, they, they figure they're entitled they're not privileged anymore they don't want to be here and until you can address that make them want to be here then we'll start making the playoff. Thanks for so the why call, don't they Richard. Want to, why oh, don't they sorry. want to be here, Richard? Go ahead. Well, it's uh, winter, almost seven months of the year. Can't golf all year round. Okay, around. but you just said management has to address that. Management can't no, no, change I the weather. That, no, no, what I said was that you can blame management all you want, but it's the players you have to address. There, there have to be reforms, whatever you want to call it, in the contracts, performance contracts. If you don't do so much, but... You know, it's it's you can. Okay, so you know, what's the issue? The weather or the contracts? I'm not sure what. Oh, the weather. It's just Edmonton's a smaller city. Uh, everything closes at six. They want to go to the large markets yeah. where you can put another pair of shades, ball cap, blend in, and have a. Normal so why life. did they? So why did Lucci sign here to begin with? Why did Andre Sekera sign all, here? It's, Oilers is it, to me. It's a glorified farm team. It's a stepping stone until they get to a market that they really want to be in. In the old days, they were just happy to play and be on a team, doesn't matter what. But they'll do and say anything to get into the NHL once they're here, then they play the game. I'm gonna- but no, but Andre, but Milan Lucic and Andre Secker were in their late 20s when they signed here. They were already in the NHL. Yeah, but it's a stepping stone, that's how I see it. Ultimately, if you can get in their heads, they want to be somewhere else. This is just a stepping stone. Thanks. And they want to go to a 
a larger market. And, you know, poetic justice when they got rid of McClellan. I think he was a great coach. But, no, he's in, uh, yeah, he's in uh, L.A. now. Good for him. Richard, thanks for the phone call. Reid? I'm just tired of arguments like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have, yes, there have been players who have wanted out of Edmonton. Yeah. There have been. But to suggest players don't want to come here or they come here so they can get to another team, but, I mean, that holds no water at all. I mean, Taylor Hall did not want to be traded. Jordan Everly did not want to be traded. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, okay, Chris Pronger said, I want to be traded. It's, it's happened. It's happened to other teams as well. The, the, the orders have failed because of poor drafting, poor trades, poor, poor management, players who were overestimated, all that kind of stuff. There, there are some challenges maybe for, for, some, for some cities in the league. Yes, absolutely. Some players might want to go where the weather's better or where it's glamorous, but to say that's overall why this trade happened or other trades have happened, I mean, that just holds no water with me. Reed, I'm sure you're going to have a very interesting show tonight. Uh, lots of uh, comment, lots of uh, insight it's into gonna this. It's going to be great. More on this. Tee up the Eskimos game. It's going to be fun. All right. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Stick around with us on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. We'll switch gears from uh, hockey into some news of the day, but we'll keep you updated on everything happening on that front. Again, a reminder, a a thunderstorm warning in effect right now. There is some severe weather happening in Edmonton right now. If you see something, let me know at 630-630. All right, we'll keep you updated on the uh, Lucic-Neal information uh, this afternoon. Also, there is a winter storm, or uh, the winter, a thunder, thunderstorm warning in effect for Edmonton, hearing that there's uh, a pretty nasty uh, downpour going on out uh, Winterbourne Road area. So let me know what you see out there right now. Wanted to get to this story, and I was looking to kicking off the, the show with it today. So, um, you know, need some help for a baby boy that was born in Sturgeon County on June 23rd. His name is Hudson. Cowie, and he's been diagnosed with severe combined immunodeficiency disease, also known as boy in the bubble disease. That essentially means he was born with no immune system. So where does the help from you come in? Well, Hudson needs a bone marrow transplant within months, and we're going to find out how you can help. Hudson's dad, Ian, joins us uh, this afternoon. Hi, Ian. Thanks for taking the time. Hi, Jalen. How are you? I am good. So Hudson is what, uh, just coming up on a, a month old? He's almost a month now. Okay, so so tell us about uh, Hudson and, um, I mean, you, you had normal birth and then five days later um, you, you received some devastating news. Yeah, so he was born, the birth was normal, everything was good, all the, all the signs during the pregnancy, there were no complications, no issues. Um, it wasn't until, uh, yeah, until the Friday after he was born that we uh, were told that the, the newborn screening that was done had, uh, had picked up um, a positive finding for, for skids for him. And, and so, you know, that's the short form of, uh, of the name of the disease, which is severe combined immunodeficiency disease, the boy in the bubble disease. So this means he has, he has no immune system? Uh, simply put, yeah. So, um... He's got a, your, your immune system is composed of several different white blood cells and cell types that all work together to, uh, to, to give you an effective immune response from bacteria and viruses and whatnot. Um, Hudson is, uh, is missing some integral cells in his immune system that are responsible for, for kind of um, organizing and managing an immune response. So without that, uh, he does. Simply put, he has 
has no functioning immune system right now. So what a kick in the gut for 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 you and 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 your wife and your family. Um, tell me about what has happened in the weeks since Hudson's birth, as far as learning on on what you have to do to protect him from getting sick right now. So the very first step that we were uh, that we were told, that, and that was immediately when we were told of the positive screen was to put him on isolation mm. and uh, isolation simply put was um was removing him from any contact with any visitors friends from basically from going outside and being in any position where he could potentially be exposed to any kind of illness so- uh, that also included um some changes with kind of how Haley and i've been running things around the home we've been lysoling everything um we've, our hand washing has gone through the roof and and just taking every extra precaution to, to make sure that he's uh so what about caretakers, though? I mean, is it just you two, or you're able to, to maybe have a little bit of help? So we were uh, permitted to have uh, four caregivers total, including Haley and myself. Mm. Um, so we went with two of Haley's family members who were, who were willing to kind of pick up the torch and, and help us out with, with, with his care. Um, neither of them are living in with us or anything like that, but by having the two extra caregivers, it does give Haley and I the opportunity to still get out of the house, um, work on our relationship as a yeah. husband and wife, and and kind of keep our sanity from being on house arrest. Well, absolutely, everything just you know gets uh, flipped uh, flipped on 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 your ear. I mean, a newborn, ba- a new a new baby is is one thing, and a new baby with some some challenges is another thing. You know what, uh, Ian? I'm looking at a picture of of Hudson right now, and he's just a little a little adorable little. <laughs> Isn't he just the most beautiful little boy? Oh, my gosh. I mean, obviously, I'm biased because I'm his dad, but it helps that he's actually just really cute. (laughs) But when you look at him and you go, okay, but he he looks perfectly fine. How can anything be wrong with him? That That must be a little bit of a mind, you know. You know, it's, uh, it is hard, right? And that's, I, I guess that's one of the big problems with skids is that physically there's, there's no visible abnormalities or findings with, with the condition. And that's why actually without, without the newborn screening program, without looking for it after birth, um, skid quite often goes unnoticed until quite some time, months, even a year after the child is born. And it's eventually picked up after the kid has become sick and they haven't, they haven't gotten better as was expected. And people are scrambling and trying to figure out why is this kid sick? Why aren't they getting better? And then they find out, oh my oh. goodness, this kid has kids. Um, but that by that point, it's usually too late to, to to get any effective treatment on board because the disease has already ravaged their bodies, right? What a crash course in, in learning for you and your wife, huh? Yeah, it's been a lot of time spent on Google. <laughs> yeah, well, careful with that, too, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, Hudson needs a bone marrow transplant, and they're suggesting within two to three months, and what that will do would replace his faulty immune system with a functioning one. Um, I think you call it, you know, getting a new oil change, and I, I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was uh, one way to put it. Um, I, yeah, I, I like looking at it like that because I think, there's nothing broken with my son. There's no. nothing, you know, like if you, it's like a car, right? None of his parts are broken or missing. He just, he needs new fluid. And the idea is, yeah, if you can put that bone marrow in and, and get a, a functioning immune system, then, then he's completely normal. So and that's what we're, we're, we're really hoping for. Um, obviously, there's nothing in medicine comes, comes as 100% guarantee. And there's, there's concerns and complications that could occur along the way. 
But um, we're just really fingers crossed and really just hoping that everything goes off without a hitch. So I'm I'm guessing that you know you your wife and immediate family have been have been tested to see if you're a match or you're, you're not. So um, we we had blood work done at the same time as Hudson uh, to get what's called HLA typing done, and that's going to be what figures out what kind of bone marrow he needs. Okay. Um, we Haley and I are going to be tested for that. Okay. However, we have been told by our immunologist that the likelihood of us being matches for him is actually quite unlikely because you simply put Hudson is half me, half Haley. Uh, so the best we could likely hope for is being a half match. Okay, so tell us then uh, what needs to be done. There's been a couple of um, there's been a couple of uh, bone marrow drive testings um, uh, sessions already done. There's another one coming up out at uh, the Stony Plain EMS station on Tuesday. That will take place from twelve to eight o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. What are you looking for? What do you need, Ian? So we're looking for um, we're looking to get as many people out to come and and register as bone marrow donors. Um, because, the, the, simply put, the more people that register, when the time comes that, that Hudson's HLA typing is done and they punch his information into the Canadian Blood Services, um, everybody who's registered will be, will be a potential mm-hmm. donor for Hudson. And then if they're on the list and they're registered and they're a match, then we can find them. And the, and the really uh, easy thing to know is that this, this is just taking a swab of the inside of your mouth, isn't it? It's, you know, being, you know, being swabbed for this is, is really, really easy. It's an incredibly easy process. It takes 10 minutes out of your day, not even. Um, and yeah, it's just a matter of taking some Q-tips and swabbing the inside of your cheeks, and then and then blood services takes care of the rest. Is there any um, any uh, people specifically that would be a better match right now than than others? So we know we're looking for um, for males age 17 to 35. Okay. Uh, I don't know the specific science behind it, but from what I've been told. Um, I guess something with a post-transplant um, bone marrow from male donors actually presents less complications and less risk for something known as graft-versus-host disease. Okay. So for that reason, we're looking at really bolstering the number of male donors. Okay. Female donors can be used as well. However, again, just with studies, it's shown that there's greater risk of, of complication with that. And you know what's amazing, too, is if you're not a match for, for Hudson, you could be a match for another child, another human being out there. You could be saving another life. And that's really something else, isn't it, Ian? That's, that's one of the best parts of it. You know, even if somebody we reach in our drive can't be the match for Hudson, like you said, uh, Haley and I, we kind of feel like we're putting something good out into the universe. And hopefully with that, something good comes back for us. Oh, you know what, uh, Ian Haley and uh, Mighty Hudson, please keep us updated on what's happening uh, as far as this journey goes when the match is found. I'll keep making sure that people know about um, the, the, the swabbing, when they can get tested. We'll do what we can here at 6.30 Chet as well, okay? Ian, thank you for this. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Yeah, you betcha. That is Ian Cowie. He is the father of uh, a Hudson Cowie who was born with uh, what's called boy-in-the-bubble disease. He needs a bone marrow transplant, Chadville. The next testing session is Tuesday, July 23rd, again, from 12 to 8 o'clock in the afternoon at the Stony Plain EMS station. It's really easy. All you go in, they, they just swab the inside of your cheek. They put it in a tube, and they send it off. Um, again, males 17 to 35, really kind of the key that they're looking for right now, but anyone is welcome. You could be saving Hudson's life. You could be saving somebody else's.